Hey, a play on nerds listeners. Before the episode starts, I wanted to apologize for last week's episode. After the fact, there were a lot of uh, overmodulations and, and plosives in the recording uh, that could not be fixed in post, but I didn't want to just not release the episode. So uh, I do apologize for those sounds. There are still some in this episode, but not nearly as bad as it was in the last episode. So I do apologize for that. Bear with us. We'll fix the problem eventually, I assure you. Things should be much more level. Uh, things won't be so quiet and so loud. But it's a work in progress, this live recording thing. So I do apologize for that. And I hope you'll bear with us as we get better and better. And now on to episode 100 of A Play on Nerds. Live long and prosper. I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Shut up and take my money. By Grabthar's hammer. What a saving. One does not simply walk into Mordor. X never, ever marks the spot. Winter is coming. You're a wizard, Harry. Stay a while and listen. My whole Kermit frog here. ties are cool. So say we all. This is a play on nerds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 100 of A Play on Nerds. I am your co-host, Jarman. And I am the other co-host, Steve. And how the heck did we get to 100 episodes? I have no idea. Four years in the making. (laughs) It almost seems too long to be 100. Holy Toledo. Like uh, friends of mine are are doing their 300th episode in four years. So we kind of slacked a little bit, but that's okay. That's okay. We're catching up now. We had life. Uh, when when German and I started this podcast, uh, it was just our idea that we were going to talk about m- copycat movies. Yeah. Like that was that was we had nothing else when we started. We know we wanted we wanted to do more, but we didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was like the framework we built, and we've kind of found our way, and I think made our own little distinct format. And yeah, and I'm sure we'll evolve yeah. more from here. That's right. Well, we got another. We got hundreds more to go. I want to be doing this podcast till we're eighty. I mean, come on. That's right. And then when we're I'll eighty, be- we'll just move in together. That's right. <laughs> but uh, this episode is kind of a special episode. Well, obviously, one hundred episode, but also it's about the dads of our lives, dads in sci-fi, fantasy, and reality. So that's um, it sparked this episode is because uh, just two weeks ago, about now, I guess a week and a half, uh, my father passed away. Um, it was kind of a long time coming. He was very ill for a long time. So I kind of been mentally and emotionally preparing for this as had my sister and my half brother. Um, but it was still, you know, it's never fun when it happens, even if you're expecting right, it. Right. Um, so I just thought I was not in a good headspace to figure something out. So I was talking to Steve on the phone about what we should do. And I was just like, you know what? Can we just talk about dads and like sci-fi and fantasy and our own dads, you know, and this kind of thing. So that's what we'll be talking about a little later in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But besides yeah, that, uh, yeah, besides. <laughs> I will say that um, to distract myself, especially so early, you've been up to yeah. <laughs> oh, early on, like, you know, despite like funeral arrangements and that kind of thing, I just want to distract myself. So my girlfriend and I uh, went to see a movie each weekend since it's happened. Uh, so I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp with her like pretty much the day after I was just like, I need to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. I need to forget about what's going on. And it was a perfectly good movie. But I'm going to talk about that later on in radical recommends as well. And I also saw uh, crazy rich Asians in theaters, which oh, I've was heard amazing things, which I'll also talk about in radical recommend. <laughs> okay, but well. uh, on top of that, I've been doing very little work and just a lot of laying in bed, watching TV, trying to forget things. Uh, so I watched Ip man one, two and three, which were very good. 
Uh, you made, wait, you watched what again? Eep Man. Have you heard of this? No, say it one more time. <laughs> it's like IP Man, so Ip Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> it stars a uh, Donnie. It sounded like you were saying an incomplete word of Ip Man. So it stars Donnie Yen, who was just recently in Rogue One, playing the blind yeah. monk guy. But he's been a star in China for years and years and years. Um, but I'd never seen him in his original stuff that made him so popular. And this was apparently his biggest hit in uh, China. Um, he stars as Ip Man, who is this guy who trained. He was the person who trained Bruce Lee in China. So he's like the trainer of Bruce Lee. And it takes place in the 1940s and stuff. It was really cool. So I recommend them very much. Uh, you can see them on Netflix. Okay. Uh, then I watched the new season of Orange New Black, which was kind of lacking, and that show is kind of going downhill, but I'm just a completionist, so I have to finish it. Uh, yeah, fair. I mean, we're kind of done with it, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I think this one's going to be like one more season. There, there can't be any more than that, I can't imagine. But um, anyways, and then the most recent season of Portlandia, which I think is the final season, and it's been pretty hilarious. So I do recommend that, but that's not for Radical Recommends. So Okay. Well, we're just recommending so many things this episode. I know. And then I'm going to Dragon Con next week. So that'll be. So that's a big thing is that this episode might be the last one in a little bit because um, I'm going to Dragon Con that week. It's like four days. And then after that weekend, which is um, of the funeral and everything, funeral services, uh, because it's a cremation. So it's like, you know, several weeks after death yeah. they do cremation so people can actually come. But we might get an episode after Dragon Con. I'm trying to squeeze that in with Steve. Yeah, we'll do a Dragon Con recap of some sort. Right. So. That's my update for the week. It's well, good. long-winded. It sounds like you've been keeping yourself busy and surrounded by people, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So what have you been up to? Um, I've been kind of counting down the clock. It's my it was my last week. This week is my last week in my old role. That's right. I got a new job and a little bit of a promotion. Which is a little. Awesome. Uh and so tomorrow, so today we're recording on Thursday, tomorrow is Friday, and tomorrow is my last day in my current role. Are you happy about that? Oh my God. I have a, I have a countdown clock, like a custom <laughs> countdown clock that, that is called fuck off Steve. Uh, and it now has less than 24 hours on it, which is exciting because then you get to go fuck off. Yeah. I arranged my day. So I would end at the uh, at a remote lab that is very close to the bar where we are having my goodbye thing. Tomorrow <laughs> nice. afternoon. Now, is that because you'll be working like a pretty far different part of the building so you won't see your coworkers a lot anymore? Uh, no. In fact, I will be three floors. I'll be two floors above them on the third floor. Well, that's not too bad. We're still in the same organization. We have the same high-level manager. Gotcha. Uh, but I have been in the role for coming up on four years. That's crazy to think of. Uh, and th- the next closest uh, is just is like an 11 months. Yeah, because you were working uh, out of New York when we first started this podcast. Yeah, we yeah, what? yeah, and then we moved here shortly, relatively shortly after we started. Now that we've done 100, it's relatively shortly <laughs> yeah. after we started. In your very noisy, scary apartment that you had there. <laughs> hey, it wasn't too scary. Oh, good. You it survived. Like fun, it was like fun, stabby, scary. Yeah, you can might survive a stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it's just been kind of countdown clock and. Uh, wrapping up a few final projects and and that sort of thing makes sense. And I went and got a haircut this afternoon. Was it desperately for, needed? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I had the mohawk for so long. Yeah. 
and I finally shaved, like just buzzed it all and let it grow out. And so this is my first haircut that I had to like pay for. That wasn't a mohawk. <laughs> that wasn't a mohawk. Like it was it didn't last two or three years. Interesting. So I, I just kind of picked a place. There were no, there were no precursors. Just, I heard about a place that gave Apple employees discounts. That's how, that's how it happened. Nice. <laughs> yes, that is the right place. And just a standard professional haircut, nothing crazy. Um, so it's this place called Bishops, which is apparently a small West Coast chain, kind of. Um, and they kind of pride themselves in being young and hip. And um, you know, I had a, a female hair hair person who you know tattoos a hair person. Hip, that sounds hip, scary. Hip, make hip <laughs> hip makeup. Um, and they offered me a beer. And what I didn't realize, and I turned it down. Cause I was kind of, I didn't know I was there to get a haircut. Right. And, suddenly there, right. Uh, and then they were like, well, every haircut comes with a beer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that is why that price tag is a little bit inflated. Got it. Uh, what's the standard price for a haircut there? Uh, it was, I get, tw- I got 20% off as an Apple employee. Um, so it was like 32. Gotcha. Yeah. And all of a sudden done with tip like 38 or 40. Yeah, places I went to in Boston and Atlanta, I found places that had alcohol there. And I thought it was so cool at first, but then I'm like, I don't want to hold a drink while someone's cutting my hair. I mean, it's just going to get full of hair anyway. It's like, and when am I going to actually sip from it? It's just inconvenient. It's kind of silly. But yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I miss, I, I used to have a place in Seattle, like the, like a quintessential barber shop, like two guys, two chairs. Nice. You got to get in there early, no reservations. They still have uh, what he, what they called the booby mags. <laughs> nice. And then like Looney Tunes on an old TV for the kids. Um, but like 12 bucks for just like a good haircut you could depend on. Mm. Uh, I miss it. I miss it so much, Seattle. I live by Floyd. It's definitely like a chain, but it's very hipster tattoos kind of place. But it's like corporatized, if that's a word. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like the TGI Fridays. <laughs> yeah, they've monetized uh, t- tattooed hipsters, basically, and made it into a chain. <laughs> Well, they have to be good for something. <laughs> They're great haircuts, but it's cool for 25 bucks. They give you a little massage at the end with like that vibrating shoulder thing. Um, they also do the, the when they wash your hair, they put a hot towel that's that smells like jasmine on your face and they okay. it's like covers your whole face up for like little holes for you to breathe through. That's, that's like the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> so that's worth it just for that. But no beer. I don't I don't need a beer anyway. I can go home afterwards and drink a, a hairy beer. <laughs> Drink after you. You felt that human contact. Just go home. Yeah. Drink it away. Shit. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I wish you luck in your new job. I hope it goes well. Yeah, yeah. Monday will be exciting. Uh, so the guy I'm I'm actually joining, he goes on his paternity leave in like three or three and a half weeks. So I have like no time to get up to speed before I'm going to be covering on my own for like two months, basically. Jeez. I hope you can learn yeah. enough in that time. God, me too. Hashtag me too. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know what we uh, didn't do? What? We didn't play the music in the beginning, but that's okay because this is a live recording and we'll put it in later. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We didn't. <laughs> We're so used to doing it the other way and it's been a while since we recorded. That's right. But you know what that's time for? It's time for some nerdy news. Nerdy news. It's time for <laughs> nerdy news. Uh, 
So I think you should go first, Steve. All right. So I did my cheeky story this week. Papa's got a brand new bag. Nice. And they found a uh, a bone fragment in uh, in Russia. And they've confirmed that it belonged to like a 13-year-old girl hmm. who's confirmed now via their DNA testing whose father was Denisovan, who I talked about on a previous episode. That's right. And whose mother was a Neanderthal. Whoa. And she's like 50-50. They straight up just like did it. We're right. But she's like a confirmation of this, this theory that after Neanderthal and Denisovan split from a common ancestor, like. 390,000 years ago ish uh, that they intermingled afterwards. They met up again several thousand right. years later. Right, right. But this is like scientific proof that it happened. Finally, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then here's even cooler. They went and they looked at the Denisovan father, like that half of the DNA tr- strain and dug into his a little further. And they found that even the father had Neanderthal DNA just back just a few generations. Huh? Confirming that not only did this mingling happen, but it happened over multiple generations. Gotcha. And Denisovans, were they more like us or less like us or just kind of the same as... I mean, they're both homonyms and they're both in the current gene pool for the most part. Right. We could we could reproduce with them, basically. Neanderthals and them crashed up in, in like Eurasia north. They crashed and overlapped. Gotcha. Fascinating. I'm always yeah. interested in these old human... Hybrids. Yeah, Pop, Papa's got a brand new bag. <laughs> very nice. The little fatherhood connection there. Um, that's right. That's right. I don't have a father connection, but I have a very, very important story. Dun, 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 dun. It's official now. We can dun, officially dun. say that when you played GoldenEye for N64 back in the day, mm-hmm. when you played Odd Job, it was officially cheating. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Okay. Here's the, this is a you, quote from the okay. what, what, real, real quick, yeah. real quick, just for the record of what we're about to discuss. I just want to just discuss that Jarman often played ob job. And then when you guys got pissed about it, I purposely would play Jaws and then still yeah. try to kill you. But I, I wasn't very good. I wasn't bad either. But I was like, fine, I'll play Jaws, the big dude. I don't care. But yeah. So just for the record, Jarman did play odd job. Please proceed. I think you're remembering that wrong. I think it was you. Oh, no, that was definitely you. Because then, <laughs> no, because then here I figured out that scientist number three, who was a female scientist, was the same height as odd job. As odd job. And so she, the same thing applied to her. <laughs> so so people remember, like, I, I figured that out to spite you. People who don't know what we're talking about, in case you didn't know what this was, Goldeneye uh, was a movie, of course, the James Bond movie with Pierce Brosnan back in the late 90s, maybe. But the hell with that. It was a kick-ass N64 Yes, game. Nintendo 64 made Goldeneye, and it became a huge hit because it was played on, you could play split-screen and with four people, uh, first-person shooter. First-person shooters. And so you could play as all the characters from lots of different um, James Bond movies Levels throughout the years. and movies, yeah. So they had odd job on there, even though he wasn't in Goldeneye and Jaws and all these random things. And you could get the golden gun and stuff like that. Um, but now, so as part of an extensive oral history of the game in Mel magazine, which I've never heard of um, mm-hmm. via Huffington Post, uh, Goldeneye 007 gameplay and engine programmer Mark Edmonds weighed in on the odd job debate and somewhat officially settled it. Playing as odd job is cheating. So he says it's definitely cheating to play as odd job explanation point. But that can just add to the fun when you're all sitting in there next to each other and breaking or berating, poking, hitting the person who chooses him, Edmund says. 
we could have put something in to stop this blatant cheating, but why just why not just let players decide on their own rules? <laughs> so, <laughs> what a big story, folks! You heard it here first. Well, not really, but <laughs> it's official. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying this for years. <laughs> I'm glad you finally read it on the interwebs, German. <laughs> <laughs> it's now <laughs> official. <laughs> Mama just hung her head and said, son, Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, all he left was alone. So before we get started talking about dads in pop culture, sci-fi, fantasy, media, I just want to put a little bit of words out there about my crazy father and what um, he was like. He was also in sci-fi, media, (laughs) pop culture. He kind of was. He made at least the fiction part of things. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So Stephen knew him uh, growing up with me. Um, He would, my dad would volunteer with Stephen's dad uh, for uh, drama. To host things and hosted our parties. Right. And since we were such good buds, they they got to know each other a little bit, and at least on a surface level, was kind of you know fun friends occasionally. Um, but so my dad is crazy story. Not so long ago, I got a DNA test. Thing I talked about it on the podcast, where I found mm-hmm. out that I thought my whole life I was German because my father thought he was his father was German. Um, right. And I found out that I'm not. I have zero German blood in me whatsoever. So what? But your last name is so German. <laughs> bon. Yeah. So my dad's name is Thomas Bon. Um, so the dad that he thought was his dad actually isn't and <gasps> i purposely never told him that uh, even after the day he died i'm glad i never told him because he really idolized this picture of his father um his father or the guy he thought was his father was a head of the nbc radio band so he also oh yeah uh developed the the song the theme song to amos and andy which is an old classic radio thing but he did he was the one who wrote that theme song and would perform in the nbc radio up in um in i think philadelphia so or wherever, mm-hmm. the biggest city near scranton i can't remember what that was um but anyways he meets this woman and this is the story i have in my head now because uh he was the first child of that family so she goes to the nbc studios and this guy that she used to sleep with or she was currently sleeping with and said that she was pregnant with his child mm-hmm. and so the guy had to take responsibility or at least he was good enough to do so and married her and then went on to have seven more kids with her <laughs> Wow. But it turns out the kid that he that she was saying, oh, I'm pregnant with your child, wasn't actually his kid. So she was sleeping with somebody else. So wow. that's fast. Somehow got uh, established wealthy band leader. Right. And so that, that band leader went on to have seven kids and became an alcoholic and died in the 70s. I never got to meet him. Um, and that was Tommy Bond Sr. Okay. So then my dad grows up terribly poor. They have way too many kids because they were Catholics, I guess. Um, then, so if El- Matter, that's just what you did, you ruined your life with children. That's just how it, that's You're how supposed it to, that's what God then. wants, right? <laughs> so they put him in and out of uh, orphanages when they couldn't afford him and his sisters, they would put him in an orphanage and then take them out a few months later when they had the money. Um, so he became a very, un- and he was very physically abused and that kind of stuff too. So he becomes a pretty crazy guy in the long run somewhere in the, uh, very early on, he marries someone, a woman, and they uh, open a bed and breakfast together in Scranton, Pennsylvania, where he grew up. They wow. get married, they have a kid, and then suddenly, mysteriously, their bed and breakfast burns down. And a lot of people think now that it was for the insurance money, because then my dad just left town. He left the kid there, didn't get a divorce, nothing. 
Uh, he moves out to North Carolina, finds another uh, woman, marries her. So he's still married to the other woman. So he's then a, a bigamist at that point. <laughs> okay. And then he has two kids. So he has these two kids, grows up with them for a little while, does some more crazy schemes because he's becoming a con man at this point. That's become his thing is to make companies and con people out of money, that kind of thing. But then that goes south. So he decides to leave them and he heads to Fort Lauderdale. Um, and that's where he gets involved with the Asaturo family in Fort Lauderdale in Florida. The Asaturos were in charge of basically South Florida for the mob, the actual Sicilian mob. Um and so he works for them as a bail bondsman because he's not a uh, Sicilian, so he can't actually be fully integrated into the mob, but he can work for them as like a tertiary person. And that's where he makes over a million dollars. He makes tons of money working for the mob as a bail bondsman, always getting their guys out of jail. They get they pay him off under the table. He ended up having a private jet for a long time. He was constantly going off with different chicks and taking them to the Bahamas overnight, coming back into, the, into Florida. And that's where he meets this Venezuelan woman who's... Um, gorgeous at the time um, and has another kid and marries her um, probably still not divorce the other woman either <laughs> so <laughs> right so that's when he has my half-brother Joe I'm sure he loves me hearing his, his, my dirty laundry out here for, about him but he's told all these things before he's and he's gone now so he doesn't care what Joe oh my dad no yeah yeah your dad <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> so he has this kid but then at the same time the Asaturo family gets um, snitched on by this guy. And there's actually a movie about it um, with starring Vin Diesel, of all people, where he snitches out on tons of different families across the eastern seaboard um, from the mafia. So they all get arrested. And even my dad's friend, who was also a non-Sicilian guy who was their lawyer, he got arrested, too. My dad somehow managed to get out of it. But the whole family goes down. My dad has no more income working as a bail bondsman for them. So he leaves. Port Lauderdale leaves this woman, leaves my half brother, and goes and goes to Orlando, and that's where he meets my mother. And he's trying to uh, serve summons, so he goes to all these different attorneys' offices to serve summons um, for them because he got a license as a private investigator at that point. And he walks in this attorney's office, say, "Hey, I can serve summons for you uh, legally." And he meets my mom. She's sitting at the front desk there, and she was a full attorney at that point at 22 years old. She had already graduated law school. Wow. But at that point, he was already uh, like 42, something like that. Because he was born in 1939, by the way. Wow. So meets her, then knocks her up, get my sister. Um, her, her, her dad forces them to get married. Then she, they have me. And more craziness ensues. He has lots of scams, goes to jail a bunch of times. Um, finally meets a nice woman when he's, he's starting to get older. He gets diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, also COPD. Um, and then they move to St. Petersburg, Florida and get a condo in this retirement community. And that woman takes care of him until the day he dies, not knowing a single thing about his past and all the crazy stuff that he had done. <laughs> so she just <laughs> she thinks that he was a loving military man uh, who went to Penn State University, which he was never in the military and he was never at Penn State University. But she believes it. And we're going to let her believe it and have a great funeral. So that's a quick rundown of my crazy dad's life. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I think it should be a miniseries because it's absolutely crazy. <laughs> so when I, when I think about your dad, there's a, a few things that come to mind. <laughs> so I remember I got uh, invited by you to come to you. You're like a little league game of yours. Really? In, in, in the fifth grade. <laughs> wow. I don't remember that. Yeah. I went down. It was those ballparks by the, the high school football stadium. Yeah. Uh, and I came down and I met your dad for the first time who was in the stands. And I remember he said, ah, I remember him as a guy. He should have jumped for it. 
There was like a ball that was like six feet over your head or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it was but, terrible. And, and, and he didn't think that you could catch it, but he was like, ah, oh, he should have jumped. <laughs> and you remember that. I, I, uh, I've i got these little snippets in my mind. <laughs> that's and too funny. afterwards, he invited me to go to dinner with you guys. And that's when he introduced me. And the first time I ever had hot wings hmm. was at Wings and Things with you and your dad. Oh, I remember Wings and Things. There you go. Yeah. And uh, that was also where... I remember him leaving, like, at the time, probably, like, a 10 on the table or something. That was a big deal. Which, you know, yeah, at that time was more money than it is now. Uh, (laughs) In the 90s. And I remember him just saying, he said, you know, tip well, take care of people that take care of you. And that is something that that I still, like, Hmm. like, I say, and that is something that I carry with me from your dad. That's a pretty nice thing to take away. (laughs) And then try to get in their pants, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's the other thing I think about your dad is I remember him so many times saying, like, the only thing I do to talk to women is to go up and talk to women. Yeah. And I, was, I remember being 13 years old and he points to this beautiful 21 year old. He's like, go talk to her. I'm like, what the hell? I'm 13. Dad. He's like, never stop me. I'm like, Do you think she wants to hear about my yo-yos? <laughs> but I, yeah, I remember him, him always, always, you know, put pushing that and saying, like, why are you guys uptight? You just got to be around women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's another story he would tell. All these stories, if you guys have seen the movie Real Big Fish, that reminds me of, or Big Fish, reminds me of my yeah. dad, because he tells stories you don't know if they're true or not. But apparently this was confirmed with my aunt. When he was like 17 or 16, he was a great dancer, so he went on American Bandstand when it came to, uh, in Philadelphia, I think. So, but he would tell me stories about how he would get so much ass. It was back in the 50s. <laughs> and he was right, and right. he'd go there and he'd convince the girl to tell, call their mom on, the, on a payphone. And tell their mom they're staying at their friend Tracy's house or something. And then they would fuck in the car all night. And then he would he would drive her home in the morning. <laughs> this is the 50s. <laughs> and that's like, people had sex in the 50s? Apparently they did. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, yeah. I, I know that I only saw one side of him. And I remember you know, him making us ride around in the back of his truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like trying to tell us it was okay. <laughs> Not safe or legal. <laughs> like driving down Semeron at 50 in the back of a pickup. <laughs> but he was very charismatic, very intelligent, just kind of bipolar. So he always self-sabotaged himself. I think I got a lot of good things from him. And luckily not too many of the troublesome bad things because I actually had a good childhood growing up, mostly from my mom and stableness from her. But uh, yeah, he's just a crazy, interesting guy. Very yeah. strange, but interesting for sure. He, he's gone now. We've learned lessons from him. Tom, at the very least, uh, thank you for my best friend, Jarman. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, at, at the very least, you gave me that. And with that, folks, we'll move on to some more fun topics. <laughs> uh, so now, just to get before we get into the kind of pop culture talk, to get us in the mindset, I have a game that I had Jarman prep a sound cue for, and that game is called Who Is Your Daddy? And what does he do? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to give Jarman a character from either from pop culture, and he has to tell me who that character's father is and what he does. Nice. <laughs> the character's uh, father, I, not the actor's I, I, father. Uh, no, no, no. So I've arranged it uh, easy to easy to, to to difficult. Gotcha. All right. So just to get you thinking, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie Simpson. What does their father do? He pushes the button at the nuclear place so it doesn't Who's explode. Who's oh, their daddy? Homer and Simpson, and he pushes the button so it doesn't explode. All right, you get two points. Sweet. 
Yeah, I thought we were just practicing. Well, no, that, that kind of, but that's why I did proof of concept. You were gonna get that one. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, where'd it go? Jim Kirk. So his dad is um, George Kirk. Yep. And he was a starship captain. That's correct. Two more points. Yeah. All right. Luke Skywalker. Uh, his father was uh, a Sith Lord. <laughs> his name is Darth Vader. <laughs> that is correct. I also would have accepted his father was Darth Vader and his occupation was being Darth Vader. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have the desk sound, the bell sound effect. <laughs> All right. Carlton Banks. Uh, his father, I can see his face. He's got a beard. I know he's he like a fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I know he's and rich. He was the and he was the voice of Shredder. That's right. I'll get you turtles. Um, uh, can you tell me what, what his name is or what he did in the show? I can't tell you what he did. I just knew they were rich. All right, his name was uh, Uncle Phil or Phil Banks. Oh, that's right. And he was a lawyer turned judge. Damn. I'm sorry, you missed both on that one. Damn it. All right. Stephanie DJ and Michelle Tanner. Daniel Danny Tanner, right? That's correct. Um what the fuck did he do? Um yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> um I can't remember what he did. No. All right. He was the host of a morning show called Wake Up San Francisco. Really? Wake up. But I got yep. one point. I got one point, though. Yeah, but still, still doing good. All right, so these <laughs> last two are tricky. Okay. All right. Jack and Maggie Banning. Jack and Maggie Banning. I'm Jack really- and Maggie Banning. That Banning sounds really familiar, but I do not know. All right. Jack and Maggie Banning. Uh, uh, her father is Peter Banning. Uh, played by Robin Williams in Hook. Oh, he's Peter or, Pan. I also would have accepted Peter Pan. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I love that, that movie was, so much. That was one of the two hardest ones. Now, I watched that is, VHS cassette so many times. <laughs> here is the hardest one. Okay. All right. Ralphie Parker. Ralphie Parker. Ralphie. Uh, Problem Child? Is that where that's from? <laughs> <laughs> the name like Ralphie, uh, probably shit. Ralphie Parker is the name of the main character of A Christmas Story. Oh, and the Red Rider BB gun, Ralphie Parker. And in fact, this was a trick question. So this was already going to be mean because his father is never given a name. Oh wow, he is billed as the Old Man Parker. Hmm. And what does he do? Uh, they never say what he does. So you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> So we, so I lose two points. Oh, good. Yay! <laughs> uh, so, Jarman, I think at the end of that, you ended up with seven points. That's pretty good, I think. Out of possible 14. So you got half. Yeah. Oh, 50%. I still failed. Some of those were tough, though. Some of those were tough. That's true. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. So hopefully that got us talking about a few pop culture dads. Yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> that uh, was fun. I've got some some other dads from movies and TV. 
from the first time the doctor placed you in my arms. I knew I'd meet death before I let you meet harm. Although questions arose in my mind, would I be man enough against wrong? Choose right and be standing up. From the hospital that first night, took an hour just to get the car seat in right. People driving off fast got me kind of upset. Got you home safe, placed you in your bassinet. That night, I don't think one wink I slept as I slipped out my bed to your crib. I crept, touched your head gently, felt my heart melt because I knew I loved you more than life itself. I have to say, my favorite pop culture dad uh, scenes of all time. Not because he's a good dad, but just because I love their scenes together is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Henry Jones yeah. and Indy Junior. Oh yeah, Junior. It's such a even, even though I think he's only like twelve years older than Harrison Ford yeah, or something. That was the funny part. Their, their dynamic is so good. We named the dog Indy. <laughs> I love that so um, much. That yeah, it just it pays off. You don't care. <laughs> the, the dynamic is so good and it's complicated because um, like he did the same he did that to him growing up he just abandoned him and it was going on adventures and stuff and now indiana's doing the same thing and they're kind of reconnecting and it's like i just wish there was another movie together with them and it never happened another another classic movie dad chief brody from jaws and jaws 2 oh did he have a kid yeah he's got two sons and one of them's in a boat when like a guy gets eaten right next to him in the first one. And the second one is all about saving his kids because they're being dumb and they're out on a boat. Were they like teenagers kind of age? Yeah. They're teenagers in the second one. Clearly I've not seen jaws in way too long. I need to do that again. Oh yeah. It's a great one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one I love is because I'm the notorious since I've always had kind of a weird ass father, like craving that father son relationships. So whenever I see that in a movie, I just start tearing up immediately, especially if I'm alone and no one's mm-hmm. to watch. <laughs> so, but uh frequency did that for me with Dennis Quaid. Uh, yeah. I love that, was, that movie. Isn't there a show now? There was, I haven't seen it. I don't know if it got canceled already, but it's with a girl instead of as a daughter, instead of like the um, Jim Caviezel, who was the son in the movie. Um, but yeah, that movie I loved. I thought the like, concept was great. Uh, using a radio to contact your dad from the past. Um, and yeah, it was just great. And, and solve was, his murder. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. But yeah, it was a great movie. <laughs> uh, Robin Williams in both. Uh, I mentioned Hook before, mm-hmm. uh, but also Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, so good. Such a good, such a good movie. That is a formative movie of our time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never, it'll, yeah. Nothing like it will ever be made again. <laughs> no, it's probably really offensive. There's probably a lot of jokes that are uh, on PC. From, from like the animated field, the ones that stuck out to me are um, Mufasa from uh, Lion King. Yes. Yeah, like that's that scene with like him, like, get up, dad. Like, oh, my God. Oh, oh God. That's heart wrenching. <laughs> yes. Well, here's, here's the worst part is that I'm on like this bell curve with that moment, because when you're when I saw it when I was young, it tore me apart because I was like young and thinking about my parents like, oh, no, what would happen? I was so young. And then, you know, as I got older, I was like, eh, whatever. My parents <laughs> are going to live forever. And now that I'm a parent. I'm back down at the other end of the bell curve where I'm like, oh, my God, what if I was run over by wildebeest? (laughs) (laughs) By wildebeest. Like, I have come full circle through this pattern (laughs) of of being sad at that moment. Now I'm back in the the downslope. Sad for different reasons. (laughs) For different reasons. That's really cute. (laughs) So I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I love Harry Potter. It's great. Um, Quality writing, quality entertainment. Great story. But uh, Arthur Weasley. 
Uh, oh yeah, father like fifteen children. I know. They must be they must be Catholic too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Catholic redheads. Uh, but yeah, he just portrayed as a great father both in the books and in the movies, and he's just like a lovable character too. Um, somehow, man, he's always stressed, but he's always loving. Just great. Yeah. Guy. And he's more beefy in the books. Like, like a, he's not he's not nearly as like funny side character as he is in the movies. Yeah, there's more of him at least. Yeah, there's more of him. He's more serious. You get to see that like, yes, he's kind of a funny guy, but he does know what he's doing and he does have his expertise. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. about that. It's been a while since I read him. Um, but yeah, uh, I got uh, Ned Stark from Ooh. Game of Thrones because he's pretty much the only like completely good character that whole show. <laughs> Yeah, who like really stands for what he believes in the whole time. Right. And he's just shown us this like, I don't know. No one is as good as he was, is. Yeah. No, no spoilers. Um, <laughs> so, uh, William Adama in Battlestar Galactica reboot. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. Uh, there's always that clip. Uh, I can't th- not think of it now from the Russet Robot podcast. They uh, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> you, can, you can feel the pits in his face. <laughs> it's like someone scratching his face and his throat while he's saying that. Think about it. This is Admiral Adama. You're listening to Russet Robot. <laughs> Ow, my throat. That's a real cough. That really hurt. Think about it. <laughs> but him and his son Lee had a great relationship on that show. I probably teared up many times for that too. Um, I guess it's a good time to give a shout out. A shout out to our buddies over at Rusted Robot. Now that we just talked about them, <laughs> yes, we will be talking more about them later as well. Uh, uh, well, never mind. I'm the hell with you right now. A big one. Can't not mention it was on like every site I looked at till I looked at like other famous dads and stuff that so I could remind mm-hmm. myself of them. But Captain Cisco and his son Jake on Deep Space Nine, which oh, I, yeah. I don't and think Worf we see much and of. his son Jeffrey. Well, that's a bad example because they Alexander, are terrible. Alexander. <laughs> Alexander, he just I abandons his son like as soon as he realizes he has him. <laughs> so but Jake and Cisco, they have a loving, wonderful relationship, and they even I even saw them talk at a convention about how um cisco um not forgetting his name suddenly the guy plays him who's kooky guy but he was saying how important it was to him to show a loving relationship between two black men you know between father and son because it was a thing he felt was missing from society at that time especially in pop culture and media so it was important and it was also just really well done they had great chemistry and they actually really did like become great friends and that kind of thing so definitely worth worth it and the visitor was a heart-wrenching episode so keep an eye out for that Anyways, uh, Chevy Chase as Clark Griswold in all the vacation movies. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and you know what? I just rewatched Vegas Vacation, and that is a much better movie than I think people remember it being. I remember seeing that one a lot. I thought it was good. I watch it now. It holds up well. It really does. Everyone talks about the original one and Christmas Vacation, but Vegas wasn't. They bad. are classics. I like European the new one too. Actually, my favorite when they recast both children. Oh yeah. <laughs> Again, when they recast the children again. I like the reboot, though. I thought it was good. Russ is all grown up, and he's doing the same shit his dad was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, I wish they'd do another uh, one. Nigel Powers, Austin Powers' father. Oh, I forgot about that. Wasn't he Golden played Denver. by him, too? Uh, he was played by Marco Kine. Oh, wasn't Bill Nye? No, it was Marco Kine. <laughs> Marco Kine. It was Marco Kine. Here's how you say my name. You say it's my 
cocaine. More cocaine. <laughs> Master Bruce. What do we do when we fall down, Bruce? Master Bruce, we get your Master Bruce. <laughs> when we fall down, we have some Wouldn't cocaine. It would be a very special episode with that very special Michael Caine. Impression. We have some cocaine. More cocaine. Wait, let's mix some worlds up here. My, my apologies to Roll Julia. <laughs> I'll even apologize to that man. It's so long. I'm We're so, so sorry, sorry Raul. Raul, what do I do when we fall down, Raul? It's, episode, it's from episode nine, maybe, or oh seven. God. It's been a long time, folks. It's Street Fighter versus Double Dragon. Check it out. Throwback. Oh, man. Admiral Dama. <laughs> so, another good dad is uh, Joe West in the Flash CW series. Uh, I haven't really checked that out. He's he's the best actor in that whole damn show because he's a I'm now forgetting his name, too. But he was in Rent and a lot of other things before this. He's a great singer oh. and actor, Broadway star. Um, but he's like a tra- trained professional actor. and He's really good on that show. Uh, Bob Belcher, Bob's Burgers. Never seen it. You've never seen Bob's Burgers. Mm-mm. Dr- Everyone yells at me for this. I know. OK, so here here's the thing. Bob's Burgers is great. The the first season, like everything, you know, the other seasons are okay. The first season, like of the 10 episodes, nine are almost perfect. Wow. No other season has come close since then. But the first season is a near perfect season. That's pretty good. Like when I think of like every episode I love, it's like seven in a row from the first season. Hmm. They got it right. Um, everything after is okay, and I know you're a completionist, so I know that doesn't always work for you. How many seasons is it? I think five or six now. Uh, What's well, the yeah, thirty I, minute episodes, right? Early radical recommend, Jarman. Check out first 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 season of Bob's Burgers. I will try it out. The uh, what hamburger dinner theater, uh, the Capoeira episode are just oh, they're so good. They're so good, Jarman. You gotta check it out. Netflix or something like that? Hulu? I, th- I think Netflix. I don't know. I'll check it out. Uh, Hal Wilkerson from Malcolm in the Middle, played by Brian Cranston. Oh, yes. I watched a little bit of that growing up. Um, yeah. And, you know, for him having three really kind of terrible children in one way or another, he does pretty good. He's trying his best. He's always trying his best. Uh, let's see. Bruce Willis from Armageddon, who loved his daughter so much that he went to save his save the planet and took took her boyfriend with him <laughs> so, so the boyfriend would die <laughs> right what a jerk um and then made sure he died before he could know that they had had sex again <laughs> he just doesn't want to know <laughs> what's the song uh, that came from that movie i don't want to close my eyes don't want to sleep because i miss you babe i miss you babe and i'm out of road <laughs> I miss you. Don't want to miss a thing. I miss you, babe. I don't want to miss a thing. I miss you, Master Bruce. <laughs> I'm going to go to an asteroid, and I'm going to fall down and get back and, up again. And my final, the final one <laughs> I have is uh, one that, I don't know, uh, but Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. If you ever watch the original TMNT, there is some really emotional stuff with Splinter in that. Absolutely. I love watching that show growing up. and Oh, yeah. The same kind of father figure thing I saw a lot on there, which I agree with, is Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great mentorship. Because they were all these, like, you know, kids who just didn't have a lot of guidance and he was taking them under his wing. And Yeah, where were the parents? 
in this town. <laughs> well, I know Buffy was being raised by a single mom who was always out on dates, and then she got cancer. I mean, God. Man. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> what do we do when we get cancer? We have a yummy bridge. That wasn't even words. <laughs> but you know what I was doing, though, right? Of course. Well, then you got the impression. <laughs> All right. Does that take us to some trailer reviews? I think that takes us into some trailer reviews. Here at A Play on Nerds, we have spent years refining our exclusive trailer rating system. At the low end of the scale, we have Don't Waste a Match. This movie is so burn bad that I wouldn't it. waste a single match right. to burn don't it. Listen to Fahrenheit me. 451 style. Don't to this and second asshole. from the bottom, we have We'll See. Maybe the trailer was too short. Maybe it was cut oddly. Or maybe we don't know what the hell we just watched. Eh, we'll see. Up next, we have Give It a Buck. Whether you hit a red box, a dollar movie theater in the bad part of town, or a cheap online rental, give this movie a buck and enjoy it without breaking the bank. And at the top of our rating system, we have Shut Up and Take My Money. The wallets have been charmed out of our pockets, and we are ready to make our hard-earned cash disappear. And that's our patent-pending trailer rating system for A Play on Nerds. God, who were those douchebags? Yeah, they talk so much. <laughs> Who is your daddy uh, and what does he do? We uh, used to laugh for hours playing on the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard as kids. Oh, man, we really did. We spent a lot of time. We're pretty stupid. Um, so uh, we have two trailers this week. And they, right now the pickings are kind of slim, but I think these are both still fine choices. Absolutely. So which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's talk about the Happy Time Murders. All right. I love singing and dancing. Hiya, folks. Hey, handsome. You looking for some rotten cotton? I'm a woman. That's okay. Yeah, that's even better. Got a good time for you. <laughs> you two are the most decorated officers in this department. What do you say? Looks like a robbery gone wrong to me. This wasn't a robbery. This was a hit. Welcome. Someone out there <gasps> is killing puppets. Gary. What? Have a little respect for the dead. Miss Lunch. We're gonna catch the bastards who did these murders. Because bodies are gonna start piling up. You're one of the best damn cops I've ever seen. Oh, well, you're no bag of shit yourself. I... I'm not sure if I should say thank you to that. This shit gets crazy, I'm gonna go crazy as shit. Is that just a fantasy? God, are you alright? I ruptured my hymen. This pure ecstasy. I'm not doing this. Do it. Oh, sorry about your dead human friend, Phillips. He's Phil in. He's servicing a client. Is that what I think it is? Well, what do you think it is? Right, so in case you don't know this is, those were puppets in that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so excited. It's from Brian Henson, who I know is mostly known for like kind of wholesome Muppety stuff, but uh, basically since then has been doing kind of like extraneous projects and has been doing thing called uh, like live Muppet performances and Did Muppet you- improv that is all very, very raunchy and adult. And I'm glad that he is finding a way to take 
that and give it an outlet. I'm so excited to see it. Jim Henson's son, for those who don't know. Yeah, Brian Henson. Sorry, I talk about it like everyone knows. <laughs> uh, another thing I'm interested to see, and I heard it immediately the first time I saw the, the trailer, is that this also marks the return of Kevin Clash, uh, who uh, def- defamed Elmo performer oh. who had inappropriate relationships with one of his mentees. How is he coming back? I thought he was arrested uh, or something. You know, he, he wasn't. He wasn't brought up on anything because... I, I don't know how it all shook out, but no, he was never brought up on any charges, huh. but he, he resigned. Uh, but I heard him like, as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, Oh, Kevin's back. Wow. That's weird because it's not an actual Muppet thing. I think they can pull it off. Right. Definitely not a regular Muppet thing. It's, <laughs> but, um, Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Banks, Maya Rudolph, Joel McHale kind of round out the actual human cast. Um, and the rest are, are Muppet voices, I think, for the Muppets, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, this looks like Team America World Police meets the Muppet movie meets Crank with Jason Statham. And I'm just so excited to watch all of that collide. So I think it looks like a ridiculous, stupid, fun, good time. But the reviews are coming in and they're overwhelmingly terrible. Now, that could mean that the critics are just confused about what this was supposed to be. And they just don't, aren't letting themselves have fun. Um, or it could be really bad, like epic movie or scary movie 14 or whatever. <laughs> like it's just, maybe it's just not well-written. It's just, maybe it's shitty. My, my, so here's, here's my issue. And I, what I'm afraid happened is that this has been, Happy Time Murders has been in works and previewed for like over a year now, I feel like. Huh. And it went to a couple festivals and stuff where people saw it and said that it was just brilliant. Huh. Crazy good early sneak preview, sneak audience reviews so my fear is that as they got it ready for the bigger market they dumbed it down they dumbed it down or they reworked it i wouldn't be surprised you couldn't see my air quotes there but they reworked it (laughs) yeah um and that it might have ruined the end product which has happened in hollywood before oh yeah all the time uh and i have to say i'm gonna see brian henson in a week and a half so (laughs) i could ask him a question for you if you want um but I'm going to say shut up and take my money because, in fact, Anna and I are going down this weekend to Santa Cruz with her mother and plan to take a date night and go to see this movie. Nice. I think it's already out, right? Uh, it comes out to, uh, I guess, the first showings are tonight. Yeah, there you go. So we're very timely. Uh, but, yeah, actually, I was thinking about, you know, going. Uh, Brian Henson's going to be at Dragon Con as well as uh, the guy who plays uh, Big Bird. Oh, right. Uh, and I think Steve wants to send me money to give him autographs because I'm broke and I can't afford to pay for that myself. <laughs> otherwise, oh, yeah. I, otherwise, I get it for you as a gift. But I'll, I, I I'll, look up, I'll look up on the site how much the thing. I'm already getting an autograph from, uh, who the hell was it? Somebody else for Patrick's mom. <laughs> Some random like old star, maybe like Flash Gordon or something. <laughs> but I wasn't Flash Gordon. Sense. It was somebody else. But anyways, uh, our next movie is called Slice. Tell you a story about a ghost, a werewolf, and a pretty shitty pizza place. It all started when the werewolf came back to town. A pizza delivery boy was murdered while making a routine delivery. Kingfisher Chronicle, can I ask you a few questions? Find the wolf, you'll find your killer. Denying ghost involvement in the killing of Sean Hammerschmidt. Looks like I'm going on a wolf hunt tonight. What the fuck does that have to do with pizza? Your pizza place is a gateway to hell. 
Wait, wait, so you're telling me that my pizza place is built on a gateway to hell? I've been saying that. What? Never. Calm down. This is something you should have ended a long time ago. So, what'd you Bam. think of this? Um, I don't know. Once I, I know that we, we generalized with summer of 84. Right. And we got a, a response we, about that. And we drew some ire. We drew some ire. For oh, our some, some fair ire, I think. This also feeling like it has that same kind of feel. Right. The 80s, the synth, all that it stuff. Having Steve from Stranger Things in it. Is right in your face. <laughs> is not helping. Right. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell if it actually was set in the 80s or just has an 80s, very 80s feel. That being said, I like a lot of the cast. Um, I like the idea of, you know, you know, it's going to be ridiculous because it's about, you know, a gateway to hell in a pizza place. Which sounds great. I love that. Kind Already of built in great, funny premise with good, funny people. I just don't. I don't know if this is just out there to capitalize on this like 80s movement, 80s nostalgia touching. Oh, it is. <laughs> um, or no, someone, it's just someone will message us now and say this was in creation before summer of 84 even or something. <laughs> yeah. And get real mad. <coughs> but it has Chance the Rapper, his debut acting in a feature film. Oh, good. Now he does everything. He's a pretty cool guy, it seems. Um, the director and the writer, same guy, Austin Vesely. Mm-hmm. He directed Chance the Rapper videos. This is his first film. So uh, that's probably how wow. he got the gig. But it looks very stylized. So I get why it's kind of like a music video director guy. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah, who knows? It, it certainly has a vision. It certainly has a point of view. I I will I will say give it a buck because I will check it out at home. But there's no way I'm going to spend money to go see that movie. Yeah, like out in a theater. It's got a lot of practical effects. It looks like, which is pretty cool. Um, but I said give it a buck as well. Uh, but I would go to theaters with friends to see it around Halloween if they wanted to go. Like I would go. Sure, it would be as a, a decent a decent Halloween pick. Right. And I didn't say give it a buck for uh, Happy Time Murders either. That's what my ruling would have been. So. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that that then takes us into some radical recommends. What? If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. What do you recommend I do? I recommend Pleasant. All right. So for this recommends, I'm going back to my movies that I saw. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp <laughs> and Crazy Rich Asians. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp was perfectly serviceable. It was fun. Um, did you see it yet? Uh yes I did oh okay cool the storks brought it to you wait which one the uh, Ant Man and the Wasp yes I did okay the storks brought it to you is what I was asking uh oh yes okay yes. of course um but anyways <laughs> I thought it was fine it was funny did you enjoy it it was like it was all right yeah yeah I thought that it was kind of more the same it took a more serious tone mm-hmm. the last one and I I just just like most of the Marvel movies. I feel like it really lacked the villain it needed. Right. There wasn't actually a central villain, really. Like, she kind of yeah, was, but... Mm. You're right. She was more an agent to put them in their place and have something to counter them, because otherwise, what the hell are you going to watch them fight? Right. But th- there was no real good centralized... I feel like they get, they saved the good villain for <laughs> Avengers and gave Ant-Man and Wasp something crappy. I, I like the idea that it wasn't a world-ending event. I, I like that it doesn't always have to be that, you know, but true. Um, and Evangeline Lilly is just so freaking sexy. I don't know why. Yes. But 
Jesus. That's accurate. Yep. Yeah, that is a scientific fact. But my point was, out of those two movies, um, I recommend Crazy Rich Asians. So okay. my girlfriend had read all the books that this guy has written. Um, there's like three books in the series, this Crazy Rich Asian series, and she loved them. So this movie came out. We were definitely going to see it. But and there's articles coming out now that like, could this help re- revitalize the romance, um, the romantic comedy genre, which has kind of been fledgling for the past several years. Right. Um, surely. And also just having a full Asian cast is pretty awesome for an American movie. Um, but uh, it was just really funny, really well written, just a great like take you on a trip movie because it's so outlandish. There's so much rich stuff to look at, clothes and beautiful houses and locations, and it's funny. Um, every Asian actor you possibly know is in it, basically. Um, so yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Definitely recommend. If it's not a movie you'd normally see, give it a shot and just see that you'll be. I think you'll be impressed and happy. Okay, good. Yeah. What you got for us? So, so I've got two things for us. Uh, both of them are things that, that I wasn't anticipating and took both Anna and I completely by surprise. Nice. So one of them is a Netflix original. It was the movie they were shoving in your face a few weeks ago that maybe you overlooked called The Package. I did see something about that. I think I watched so the first five minutes. <laughs> it, it is about some teenage friends uh, in town uh, go to uh, a camping trip. They end up getting drunk. One of them has an accident. And the rest of them have to race against a clock to get down a mountain and save their friend Hmm. without giving away any more of the plot because it is so fun. It is so over the top. It's it's a like just a big over the top kind of comedy. Nice. Uh, It's teenage hijinks, insane, like slapstick kind of stuff. Funny situational mode like. I, I, it took us completely by surprise how much we enjoyed it. They're just putting out so much content. It's like hard to find the gems now. They're like buried underneath like everything. Oh yeah. And, um, the main, one of the main kids in it, one of the kid who has the accident <clears throat> is, uh, from, uh, American Vandal. Oh, I love that damn show. Uh, you, you know, his, like his corral of idiot friends. Yeah. I saw him in the commercial, the, the preview. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's Long nice black to hair. see him now extending into something else. And he does a real funny kind of dopey job. Nice. Uh, so that's the package. I highly recommend it. It caught us completely off guard. We really enjoyed it. And the other one is something that I watched a preview for, and then F- Storks saw it and found it. Um, <laughs> Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich. Oh boy! So I have never ever watched any of the Puppet Master films. Me neither. I know the idea is that a Nazi made dolls and imbued them with hate, and so they seek out people and kill them. Oh boy. That's the premise that I don't understand. But then I see Thomas Lennon from like Reno 911 fame and Viva Variety fame. And then this whole other, this entire cast of just funny, good people. So it's a horror comedy? It is. So it is. So it is gory. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. But it is over the top insane unbelievable like literally unbelievable special effects kind of gore the movie knows exactly what it is that's awesome it treats itself perfectly it has some great funny moments uh and and we just laughed and caught ourselves sort of with our mouths open at how just ridiculous some of it was and having never seen any of the others it made it that much better I hope the baby wasn't watching. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, cool. Uh, what was Puppet uh, Master? So what? Puppet Master, the littlest Reich. That's so silly. 
so silly, but I highly recommend it. Really funny, over the top, insane horror gore fest. So good. I love those kind of movies. I think that takes us to a thank you section. I think it does. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. One man radio hour here okay so so, so, so i hear that we got to thank the living shit out of a bunch of people we kind of do because uh both sean vanderloo of the rusted robot and soul forge podcast and soon another podcast apparently he just talked about that recently he's crazy um sent in a recording for us for our 100th episode and so did paul wright uh our old friend wow. mr Furbob, who uh has he was on the 10 forward podcast with me a long time ago he did that for a long time he had the sci-fi waffle podcast with uh sean which was great um, yeah he sent it a, a recording for us as well so we're gonna go ahead and play those first here we're gonna hear a little bit from paul after i turn the volume up because <laughs> this is a live show folks all right here's from paul live show Hello, Steve and Jarman. Congratulations on reaching 100 episodes. It's Paul Wright here, Furbob from the UK, long-time listener. I started at number one, worked my way through all the way up to number 100. Or I will do when it comes out. Anyway, just a quick uh, thank you for all of the hard work and effort that you've put into these podcasts. Loved it from the beginning. Loved the Porn Search or Band that we started out with, with uh, Steve coming up with some great ideas. Oh, so long ago. Uh, copycat cinema, always always a great favourite of mine. Always come up with two films that um, are very alike, but you'd never think about it until you actually hear them on your podcast. <laughs> Love the trailer reviews, although I'm with Sean Vandaloo on this. I think you should recap on these trailers. When the films come out, actually say what you thought of them and whether you liked them as much as, as you, okay. if the rating was uh, given. Also, uh, the would you rather, that really makes you think. You hear the first <laughs> half and think, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that. I'll wait for the second bit. The second bit comes along and you think, no, no, you've really got me. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, also, uh, just a quick one here. Um, Sasquatch, big Yeti foot. Uh, UFOs, ghosts, all don't exist. Um, so, sorry about that, but they that just don't. Accurate. I'm with Steve on that. And also, uh, Steve, what do you think of the Muppets Happy Time Murders? Oh, wow. I've just watched the trailer. Um, When it said it was adult, I thought, okay, no problem. But this is pushing the limits. Well, it's gone over the limits, basically. Um, Looks a bit crude rather than just rude. Uh, Are you going to see it or what? What do you think of it? Oh, my. I'm so glad I just talked about that. Thanks very much, guys. And uh, keep up the good work. Love listening to you. And you seem to be coming out more and more on a weekly basis now. So hopefully that shall remain. We hope so voices, and I will see, hopefully, Jarman, maybe in the future, um, maybe another month or two. Um, we shall see how that works out. Speak to you soon. Bye now. I forgot he talked about the Happy Time Murders in that recording, but uh, I also, uh, yeah, I'm going to Europe in uh, in October, so I, might, I messaged him saying I might be in London for a bit, might be able to see him, so oh, that'd cool. be cool. Well, thank you for, Bob, for listening, continuing to listening, and spreading the good word. Absolutely. Uh, play on nerds. And actually, we actually just talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp, and that's the trailer that we reviewed before. So, Yeah, it's true. We just so did we, what he wanted. We've, we've already delivered on our promise to talk about two things. <laughs> and Happy Time Murders. That worked so out perfectly. You're, you're welcome, Fur Bob. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here is a recording from Sean Vanderloo, the Russet Robot, and Soul Forge. 
Hey, Stephen German, it's Sean here from the Soul Forge podcast and the Rusted Robot podcast with a huge congratulations to you (laughs) on your episode 100. That is a fantastic crowning achievement. Four and a half years of podcasting culminating in 100 amazing episodes. You should definitely be proud of that. Not many podcasts make it that far. And even though you've done it every two weeks or or randomly, and now (laughs) you're doing it every week, which is awesome. I love me some play on nerds. You guys, you guys rock. We definitely have to do another crossover episode soon, but I just wanted to take this time and acknowledge your episode 100. It's always nice to get uh, feedback from your fans over here on uh, rusted robot. We don't get nearly enough of that. Soulforge gets even less, but regardless, I always try to get on your thank you section. Hopefully this little <laughs> audio recording will get me there. So that's a joke. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to once again acknowledge how awesome I think you guys are. Thanks for doing it every week now. Congratulations from Soulforge Podcast and all of us here at the Rusted Robot Podcast, including... Uh, Admiral Adama. Robert J. Sawyer. <laughs> this is Cena Grace. Hey, this is Cena Amell. Hey, this is Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. So guys, take care until next time, and remember, bow ties are cool. Oh, oh it's so much better now that we did all that Adama stuff. Right? <laughs> Eddie said bow ties are cool, that thing he couldn't figure out from the intro. Oh. Well, thank thank you, Mr. Vanderloo, for thank sticking with us. Thank you so much for uh, doing a message for us. <laughs> am I am I a good dad? Uh, <laughs> Come here, I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck you in and then, and then drink a little scotch. Think about it. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Vanderloo, for for bearing with us, sticking with us. Oh and, my uh, god continuing and we'll definitely do a crossover at some point we almost did it for the big 100 but it just didn't quite work out for this episode to make it happen but soon for Uh, sure it's okay we'll have a 200 absolutely uh so other thanks i mean we've had so many guests over the years to name a few cameron uh kristen bazio your friend ian cohen right right our Um, real life astronaut jerry herrera all of our writers Patrick talking about video games. Kaylin Cassandra. Was that her name? Yeah. She's one of our ongoing writers. Yeah. Um, Patrick, who ran Twitch for us and the other guys who did Twitch for us. Dan Armording. Dan Armording. Josh Smith, who talking came about on. Beer and wine. Talk about beer and wine. Um, God, we're probably forgetting people. We've had experts on for all sorts of comics. Oh, uh, the guys from Tough Pigs who came on for right. the Take Manhattan episode. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, who talked about Marvel stuff. Uh, Ryan Porter talked about Marvel and DC stuff. Um, that was also awesome. Our expert people for that because <laughs> we're not experts on anything. Yeah. Um, you know, we've gone through a lot of chat stuff and things. Oh, yeah. Was a thing for a while. The puppets, the finger puppets. Oh, I, I love the, the Game of Thrones puppets, finger puppets on YouTube. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> no one else did, but I did. Um, but yeah, we, we've had so many different chapters and we continue to evolve. And I look forward to another, you know, four and a half years of continuing to evolve this podcast with you. Me too, man. It's been a great time and it's helped us keep in touch, which selfishly, it's pretty much all Stephen and I wanted out of this. Just keep in touch and it's worked. <laughs> yeah, like really, we get to joke around and talk for an hour and a half, and you guys just get to listen. <laughs> Whether like you like it or not. That's, that's really what you're here for. So we really appreciate you guys listening to our <laughs> silly banter for four years. That's right. 
So uh, with that, I think uh, just so once again, thank you to all of our listeners for bearing with us. Uh, we have been your co-hosts, your nerdy co-hosts for the last four and a half years. And as far as I'm concerned, we'll be your nerdy co-hosts for the next four and a half years. Hell yes. Uh, so thanks again, Internet. Stay nerdy, my friends, for the 100th time. Wow. Thanks for listening to A Play on Nerds. Find all of this content and even more nerdy news, reviews, and fun at www.aplayonnerds.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so you know the exact second we release new podcasts, articles, and other nerdy content. We know you're impatient. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Buzzsprout, Podomatic, and whatever the hell else you use. Also, please leave us a rating and review on your chosen podcast platform so we can be discovered by even more nerds like yourself. However you do it, check us out. (laughs) And how... And this is typically where you throw in some nonsense we did before the show. It's true. Or after the show. <laughs> All right. Peter Piper picked a peck of pick, pippled peppers. A peck of pip, pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked a pick. Peter Piper. I'm failing at this. So <laughs> God. If the hell with that one. The show's done. The show. Michael Caine says the show's done, Master Bruce. What do you do when the show's over? Master Bruce. Okay. <laughs> Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. But a bit of better butter will make the batter better. But so it was better batter botter. Betty Botter. God damn it. Fuck that one, too. Okay. <laughs> you know you know what accent I really enjoyed doing what? was the, uh, when we talked just a few episodes ago about the 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 ufo crash like up in norway or something right am i like icelandic aliens <laughs> or that for like the first two years you did you had one accent that you did over and over again just like a british <laughs> one it's <laughs> uh, not an accent <laughs> but like uh they're talking about like uh i said something about rental insurance but it's a scandinavian alien <laughs> I am not going to get my deposit back. <laughs> That's just the worst. Deposit back. Deposit. <laughs> like a really, like someone hit Inspector Clouseau on the head too hard. <laughs> Got hit in the head with a tack hammer. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much wood he would as much as he could as chuck as much he Oh, God. Fuck that one. Okay. Are you okay, Inspector Clouseau? Oh, man. I took a bad hit to the nugget. <laughs> oh, George, you took a be all right there. You're going to be all right there, Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> can't understand anything you're saying the digital artifact on on your voice it's oh like, no i can't hear it. all yours <laughs> oh it's so hot in here it's gonna take my robe off delivery <laughs> did someone order a sausage because I've got one. Not even a pizza. Just a single sausage. For some reason, this guy runs a home sausage delivery service. <laughs> He's just a huge fan of innuendos.
<sighs> That's great. His father wanted him to go into the butcher shop, but not him. He's too young and hip. Mobile meat delivery. Do you have any bratwurst? Just sausage. <laughs> his father. His father's so ashamed. Any kielbasa? Sausage. <laughs> you go door to door slinging your meat. <laughs> Look at you. Look at what you become. Slinging your meat. <laughs> oh my god. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs>